Is there going to be a housing market crash? And when's it gonna happen? A lot of people are giving you information. In this video, I'm gonna share with you some patterns, some correlations of history, and then I'm gonna share with you my analysis. So watch the video to find out. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. While I can't say for certain what the future holds, and I don't think anybody can to some extent, I've been asked a lot about a housing market crash because that's front and center of most people's mind right now. Now, recent rises in the UK based interest rate have sparked fears that the market crash might happen sooner rather than later. Yesterday, uh, base rate went up by 0.75 percentage points to 3%, the highest increase since 1989. And that was a painful year, by the way, if you're old enough to remember. Now, a downturn isn't guaranteed by any means, and there is some hope. Following the new Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt's decision to reverse most of his predecessors' turmoil inducing mini budget, and that was turmoil, uh, and being somebody who's interested in politics, uh, that was a bad period for any politician who was in the front line. Now, mortgage rates should start to come down, according to some economists, at some point in the future, but right now, they're going up. But looking at earlier housing crashes, because I think that's important, we should look at history, because history repeats itself, uh, and you'll be well informed to do that research. It must be said that a lot of the elements are in place for something to go wrong. There have been three significant housing market downturns in the UK in the past 50 years alone. The recession of the mid-1970s, uh, which some people uh, might not be old enough to remember, the recession of the early 1990s or late 80s as well, and the 2008 financial crash, which was very painful. Now, each one of those uh, left its own unique mark on the economy and on the experiences that we had. Now, 2008 was extremely difficult, uh, and that was uh, framed as the credit crunch, and we saw uh, a huge bank going down, which doesn't usually happen. Now, there have been some consistent themes which I think we should look at. The first one is changes in interest rates, rising energy costs, and policy mistakes. And these three have happened recently as well. Is it starting to sound ominously familiar? Let's look back at what's happened before, and then we'll try and compare and contrast and see where the correlations and the patterns are, because that's when you can spot a certain trend, or you can spot where something might be happening. Let's look at the indicators. COVID in 2019, which had an undeniable effect on the world's economy and an effect on most people. Most of us lost loved ones, we changed the way that we live, and it's left a scar on our mind, if nothing else. And in the UK, of course, we had multiple lockdowns and com companies were struggling to keep afloat and struggling to keep their employees, uh, although the furlough scheme obviously helped with that. Then you had the stamp duty land tax holiday, which created an artificial boom in the uh, market coupled with the mortgage holidays in 2020, contributing, I feel, in part, to the cost of borrowing going up, uh, which obviously is gonna have an adverse impact going forward. Now, if history tells us anything, it's that there will be a boom before a crash. And we've seen that all too many times, and partly a crash happens because you have a boom. 
Add to that the continually increasing cost of living, which is affecting a lot of people right now in the UK and across the world, and the energy crisis as a result of world events, which are obviously outside our control, but they do impact and affect us. Now, all of that has led, or in some places, is leading to a further increase in the cost of rent uh, in terms of uh, bike-led properties, especially if tenants are paying their rent with bills included, as the property owner's bills are increasing because obviously you've got to pass on the cost that's how business works uh, and that's how business is always going to work work now in terms of first-time buyers uh, they don't have savings uh, and generally speaking can't afford to save because whatever money comes in they're spending on their living costs so it's hard for them to get on the on the property ladder that is a conundrum which somebody needs to solve but it's out of the remit of this particular video and those that can save uh, are having their savings eroded through the cost of living crisis because the inflation is going up so they're paying more money out so it's hard to make ends meet and the average house price in the uk right now is 292,000, according to the office of national statistics so a buyer let's say generally will need a 10 percent deposit uh, plus fees to get on the housing ladder uh, that amounts to about 38,000 pounds needed i know you can get some mortgages where you pay a five percent deposit that's gonna be difficult to do in the future and I would have seen some lenders pull out of the 5% market so if you need 38,000 pounds you've got to have those savings and most people unfortunately don't because because usually it's the younger people who are first-time buyers and they're not on high salaries in fact the average salary in the UK uh, is around 30,000 pounds uh, which equates to just under 2,000 pounds after tax every single month and let's say the average rent is 969 pounds or thereabouts just under a thousand pounds the average cost of bills are, let's say, £565, or let's call it £550, which is kind of your council tax, your gas, electric, water, internet, and then you, you people have other subscriptions for their phone, Netflix, Spotify, Sky, Amazon Prime. Uh, that You may have some of those, let's say, you've got uh, another £40 to £50. If you add all that together, roughly speaking, you're on about £1,600 or thereabouts um, before you pay for your car or your travel, your insurance, your road tax, your fuel, your MOT, your food, credit card bills, loans, other debt, holidays. Uh, so you can see that £987 uh, net on a £30,000 gross salary isn't going to take you very far whatsoever. So is it any wonder why first-time buyers or people looking to get onto the property market for the first time are struggling? Now that's a big conversation and that's a video for another day because that's going to take me down the world of politics which I'm trying my best to avoid as best as I can on these videos here because I'll be sat here for hours just talking about that type of stuff because that's an area of interest for me. Now back to the housing market crash if it's going to be one. Another factor uh, is that there has a, it, there's a massive impact on the housing market in terms of what the government ought to be doing uh, which is going to affect the entire economy and that obviously includes property. The actions of number 10 Downing Street influence most things in the country and people weren't aware of that or weren't sure you can see the uh, car crash that happened with the mini budget and the IMF intervening and what that did obviously to the pound uh, and obviously it's going to affect home buyers as well when the pound goes down it costs, costs us more to buy stuff when that stuff comes in it's being sold for more so costs are going up even more so we need a stronger pound to make things cheaper for us uh, so that's Quite clear. Now, Virgin Money, Halifax, and Skipton Building Society all withdrew some of their mortgage deals after the British pound plummeted. 
and many others have as well. In fact, yesterday I had heard that a couple of mainstream lenders, don't want to mention their names, have pulled out from certain mortgage products. Uh, so it's making it even harder and tougher. Uh, and Halifax said in a statement that as a result of significant changes in mortgage market pricing, we've seen over the recent weeks, we're making some changes to our product range. That means they're going to change the criteria. That means they're going to pull out uh, of some of the products that they offer. Or they're going to withdraw them, uh, which means there's going to be less availability. So the market's going to squeeze. Now, for over a decade, the UK uh, market in terms of housing has seen a growth, which has been unbroken pretty much. So house prices have been increasing year on year on year. And the Office for National Statistics has recorded an increase every month since May 2012. That's over 12, over 10 years and a few months. Neither Brexit nor the pandemic has been able to stop it because people have been, carry, they've been carrying on doing what they're doing. But many experts are now forecasting that the fallout from the mini budget uh, a couple of months ago uh, will obviously impact what's going on in the future. Buying a uh, house in the UK has risen steeply since COVID-19 pandemic and a lot of people even then, even including myself, thought we might have a crash. But because of the assistance and support offered, prices kept going up. Now the latest figures show that uh, a house price in the UK have reached a record high. In 2008, the UK went into a recession and the housing market collapsed. Uh, but we've recovered pretty quickly and since then, it, the house prices have been increasing steadily. The recession was caused partly by banks lending money to people who were unable to uh, afford to pay them and then those uh, mortgages were packaged as AAA rated bonds and then sold out into uh, investment banks uh, and elsewhere and then repayments couldn't be made. Now overnight, overnight banks went bankrupt with big names in the UK such as uh, the Royal Bank of Scotland having the taxpayer, you and me, bail them out. That doesn't usually happen. Obviously, uh, in, in the, the US, uh, we saw a bank go down. Now, with the higher cost of living, uh, there's a risk that employment may go up. Many prospective buyers are going to be unable to afford their home or they're going to start planning on should they actually be spending their money or investing their money in buying a house because costs are going up. Do they need some more money for a rainy day? Recessions bring so much uncertainty, meaning banks are often reluctant to lend and they tighten up their criteria, which means less people qualify. Now, when a country goes into a recession, house prices will inevitably fall because of the tightening up of uh, the criteria and the, there's less or lack of uh, availability of cash, cash and investors aren't that keen to obviously invest money. Now, according to the Office for National Statistics, According to the Office for National Statistics, during the housing market crash of 2008, the average UK house price dropped by 15%. That's significant. Now, the cycle of property dictates that there will be a crash at some point, usually between 15 to 25 years. So let's say around about a 20-year cycle. And right now, uh, we're in that 15-year cycle. Some industry experts have pointed towards uh, what they call an 18-year property cycle. Like I said, it's anywhere from 15 to 25 years. So 18 or 20 years sounds about right. Uh, this was first identified by British economist Fred Harrison, whereby the property market follows a sequence of events, i.e. patterns and correlations, which are linked to the global economy because 2008 
was linked to global affairs and not affairs in the UK. And the biggest fall in the UK uh, hash bus in recent memory uh, was brought by around by a financial crash uh, in 2008, uh, where we saw obviously huge pain and problems. Well, the 2008 financial crash began with cheap credit and uh, lax lending standards uh, that fueled a housing bubble uh, where pretty much anybody with the pulse could get a mortgage and then the bubble burst because reality hit home and people weren't able to make repayments and there were foreclosures in the United States and all across other parts of the developed world. Now this occurred partly because of deregulation in the financial industry and mortgage brokers and financiers uh, were obviously signing up more deals which people couldn't really afford to pay back. And 2008 saw the biggest recession since the Second World War, with house prices dropping significantly from the previous bubble of 2000 to 2007. We saw an average property price rise from 100,000 to 125,000 pounds. That's massive in any terms. But from 2009 to 2011, prices started to recover slowly and they started to increase gradually. Much depends on how high rates stay, interest rates, and for how long. But at current rates, okay, affordability calculations suggest that house prices could easily fall by anywhere from, say, 10% to 20%. Because rates go up, so the cost of uh, servicing the debt goes up, uh, therefore people can't afford it, so less people are interested, so there's less demand, more supply, and that means you could be heading towards a crash. Now, the drop could be larger than 20%, uh, and it depends on the loan-to-value rates or, or options, products being available on mortgages. While taking the average property price back to about February 2020 might not sound a great deal. Very few could be immune from its effects. Even those owning their own homes outright uh, would watch their, albeit mostly notional, personal wealth drop. I think it's going to affect everybody, uh, especially uh, those who are on lower incomes because they're not going to be able to afford to make their repayments and they're not going to be able to afford to go into the property ladder. Those with equity release products or treating their home as a pension would be more directly affected. And I'm not a big fan of equity release, by the way, but again, that's a conversation for a different day. Uh, first time buyers again, are, are going to be affected, they're going to be, be stretched, uh, they're not going to be able to afford to uh, get or save the deposit because their money is being eroded on uh, the uh, inflationary cost and the cost of living. Some groups will need more government support than others. Is that government support going to come or is there going to be more austerity? Time will tell. Uh, it seems like there's more austerity and the government, the UK government's been warned against that but let's see what happens. The plight of those in shared ownership properties who pay both a mortgage and rent is particularly worrying in my opinion. Uh, with rising mortgage interest rates uh, linked to inflation, the RPI hit 12.3% in August this year. As it is for those who have recently signed up to additional uh, mortgages or those who are, uh, have signed up to the government's help to buy equity loan scheme. As you can see, the pain is building up and you can see a pattern correlation as we've seen in previous periods. Renters have already had to deal with spiraling prices in the past 18 months, where rents have gone up 
uh, but their salaries haven't gone up and that therefore they've got less disposable income. And now they face further increase, which means further pain, which also means a further possible increase in uh, some of their costs and their rents, because like I said to you, the cost needs to be passed on. That's just how business works. The need for household support could become enormous and extremely important. Knight Frank became one of the first major brokers in the UK to forecast a double digit downturn, predicting that house prices will fall by almost 10% over the next two years. Now 10% might not seem a lot to some people, but 10% is significant and it's huge. Uh, it, uh, Frank Knight also said that house prices will have risen by 6% by the end of 2022, but they will fall by 5% in 2023 and a further 5% in 2024 as a result of sudden spikes or increases in mortgage rates caused by the government's fiscal plans or inability to plan properly and go through the numbers, which they should do because they have several people supporting them and having very clever spreadsheets which tell them what they may or may not do or should or should not do. Now this will take uh, house prices back to where they were last summer. Knight Frank is not alone in its prediction by the way, others are following suit. Uh, there's the, the likes of Credit Suisse uh, and Capital Economics which have both, both of them have forecast a fall between anywhere from 10% to 15%. On top of that, the Bank of England has predicted that, and the boy, whatever the Bank of England says is extremely important because they are really clever people uh, who understand the economy and finances better than most of the people. That inflation in the UK will hit 13%, maybe even higher by the end of this year and next year, it will go possibly to 15 to 18%. Then why hasn't the crash happened right now is what you may be thinking. I can reasonably confidently say that there will be a crash, but I don't have a crystal ball. The indicators are there, the signs are there, we can see what's happening. And we've just got to take lessons from history because history repeats itself and the smart people look at those indicators and then plan accordingly. However, indicators alone don't tell us when a crash will happen. As a, fe as a fellow property investor, I am preparing for a crash and a downturn in the economy and looking at what the effects could be for me and my business and for my clients. Now if house prices drop by let's say 15 to 20% then can you afford to keep all of your properties or even some of the properties that you have? Or a better question is will you be able to afford to sell them? Is there enough equity in there to make it worthwhile selling? Or are you going to sell them and make a loss and then obviously make up that loss? Something crucial to remember is that although a crash could happen at some point it is going to happen because we know that happens the market will also recover because we are reasonably resilient how long it takes nobody knows but it, 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 it we will recover it might take a few years but it will enter growth again and then obviously the same cycle because as you know uh, we have this period of doom and gloom and then we have the period of boom and bust that's just how things work now the bank of england uh, is saying that a recession will last for anywhere from 18 months to two years. That is a long time uh, for anybody, by the way. So I would say what you ought to do is review your plan, look at your, uh, the interest rates, uh, look at your affordability, cut your costs, 
analyze deals in a very different way with a higher margin for error. So you've got to buy it even cheaper. You've, you've got to include the additional interest cost in there. Uh, you've got to in, in, uh, forecast for additional increases if you're doing flips or commercial conversions or if you're building new homes. Account for all that and then see if there's any margin left in deals. If the deal doesn't work or if you're not sure about it or if it's tight margins, I would say step away, move on, look at the next deal. And if deals don't stack up by the way and they're not working, fine. Why would you want to do a deal badly enough that you end up doing a bad deal? So this is a time period for caution, for you to be sensible, for you to be pragmatic, for you to look at the previous patterns and correlations and be smart. Now, a good thing to think of, of course, is opportunity always exists. So even during times of recession, uh, you'll see some people do well. And they do well because they act smartly, they do things differently. Some of them have more access to cash because they've either saved money or they've got access to it. Uh, and if you're in that situation, you could benefit, even if you're not. If you change the way that you do things and cut your cloth accordingly, uh, you'll still be okay. But it is a difficult time period uh, and we will get through it, uh, but it's going to be a rocky ride. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.